says their physical comedy was up there with uh, the Lucy show. Um, Laverne uh, DeFazio, was that her last name? She yes. she died yesterday. Penny Marshall at the age of 75. Um, that was the number one show in America by its third season. The most watched show in America. Back when that meant something. Because if you were the number one show in America back then, you had like 75% of the televisions on a Tuesday night tuned to you. That was, that was a big deal. Yep. Yep, and it was really, it was good. It was one of those rare occasions where something that was very popular was also very, very good. And, you know, the fact that she was a beloved TV star, I'm not into celebrity worship. I'm really not. But uh, really a pretty endearing person and a talented director and the rest of it and brought a lot of people happiness. Star of a hit show until that turncoat Cindy Williams decided to leave the show and the ratings tanked. We'll never forget. I think that. Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. Didn't she uh, leaving the show? Jesus, <laughs> I think she become yeah something like that. Anyway, uh, I think this is worth pointing out since we're not into celebrity worship, and, and I'm not. There's no point in doing the whole rosy blah blah blah. She seems like a nice person, great director, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. She smoked like crazy her whole life and died of lung cancer at 75. Right, that's mm-hmm. just a fact. You do that your whole life. That's usually the end. You get a lot earlier than you'd probably like. What's all Lenny and Squiggy say? Oh yeah, I mean what a cast. Squiggy never went on to do much, but Lenny, of course, Michael McKeon, a huge, huge deal. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, huge deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, Squiggy, though, uh, he's probably some giant uh, producer or something, or uh, maybe he just went behind the camera, Jack. Or, or he, You've dismissed the man's entire life. Or he or he washed my windshield at the gas station the other day and asked me for change. Or in the sh- corner. Yeah. Shoveled off. <laughs> can, I get a, can I have a dollar? <laughs> um, so there you go. Laverne is dead. Um, so the other night, uh, Tucker Carlson, I don't know, you ever watch Tucker Carlson's show on Fox? Are you familiar with that? I do. He uh, really fo- he focuses on the immigration issue a lot. Um, he goes further than most people are willing to go, even though I-, I don't think he goes. I don't think he goes that far for the majority of Americans looking at all the polling on these issues. But in sure. terms of what anybody's willing to say on the air, he goes further than the most and I remember he says publicly what tens of millions hundreds of millions say privately although there are times i find tucker a little over the top oh no doubt oh no doubt he 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 he, he, but you get to be in america you know you almost have to be to break through but anyway uh he's some advertisers well i'll read this first and then we'll then we'll listen to it this seems like the good way to set it up show business uh, several companies have pulled their advertisements from tucker carlson's show after the host made disparaging comments about immigrants on Tucker Carlson tonight, uh, which we'll play here in a second. The comments garnered immediate backlash, followed by advertisers including IHOP, 
which is something you've heard of, Nerd Wallet and Pacific Life Insurance, which are things you haven't, announcing they would pull their support from the show. Fox said many large advertisers have not left the show, while Carlson has characterized the events as an attempt to limit his free speech. This follow- and Listen to this writing from the AP. This follows an Antifa protest outside Carlson's home last month, which sort of insinuates that he had it coming from Antifa because of the things he says? Is that what they're... Or that a legitimate or that big time advertisers pulling their ads is somehow of a piece with Antifa protesting. What is that? Uh, It's despicable. It is despicable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or or a complete misunderstanding of what Antifa is and what they did at Tucker Carlson's house. Holy crap. These are scary times. Personal terrorization. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, this was Tucker Carlson the other night. Here's a funny thing that we noticed the other day. People debate all the time about mass immigration. What you never hear anybody do is make the economic case for mass immigration. But as an economic matter, this is insane. It's indefensible, so nobody even tries to defend it. Instead, our leaders demand that you shut up and accept this. We have a moral obligation to admit the world's poor, they tell us, even if it makes our own country poorer and dirtier and more divided. Huddled masses yearning to breathe free? Nope. Cynical shakedown artists who've been watching too much CNN. Poorer, dirtier, I believe, is the part that uh, that has gotten him in trouble. Saying it makes your country poorer and dirtier. Mass immigration. Well, you've got to have the pump primed that everybody's running around already grievously offended and that any any slight further offense is akin to a physical assault. If you have that that belief running through your society, then you can pretend that somebody saying something, maybe it's a little insensitive, maybe it's rude, maybe it's wrong, but you can pretend that that being said is a terrible, terrible blow. I can, when in fact, if you, you know what, you social justice liars, you roll your eyes and keep walking, you know what the effect is? None. None. You ignore it, it has no effect. What's the, what's the damaging part there that calls advertisers to pull? The dirtier part? Because it can't be the poorer part, can it? It's yeah, not the divided part. Yeah. I don't think it's the poorer part. It's the flattening of... Im- like, he didn't say illegal immigration. He said mass immigration. Right. It's more right. of just the, the cloudy language that surrounds this topic anytime it gets brought up on news. I, and it's odd that somebody from a conservative perspective would do that, since most of us are kind of sticklers about differentiating between lawful and unlawful immigration. Yeah, I uh, I definitely would, if I were going to say that, and I'm perfectly happy to say that, because I've lived in plenty of towns that were dirtier because of illegal immigration. Right. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I, but characterize it, it just, all just, immigrants in general as dirty. I oh, absolutely that, but, not. You know, I don't agree with them. Yeah, I believe when he says mass, he's thinking illegal immigration, but the people who are complaining against him are using that as the, Matt, he gave, uh, as the lever. He gave the opposition a tool. He absolutely, uh, I think that was a mistake to yeah. say that. Because, yeah, yeah that, that is, for, for people who are making the argument against illegal immigration, you've always got to point out when the mainstream media blurs the lines on these things. Look, immigration helps the economy. Okay, you did a study about immigration, not illegal immigration. You need to differentiate between the two. And then he either purposefully or, or mistakenly uh, said immigration. So, 
Well, and listen, if he is just truly a nativist, he just doesn't want immigrants or in extremely strictly controlled. I watch him every night. That is doesn't seem to be the case. But well, even if he is, he gets to express that. And I, you know, Pacific Life. In contrast to what you said, Jack, I know exactly what Pacific Life is because they advertise a lot on golf. Um, if <laughs> if they don't want to be part of that program, I guess that that's okay. That's their choice. What bothers me about this, and there is an. A incredibly troubling but beautiful illustration of this principle going on online right now. My problem with this is that you get small numbers of hardcore, scary, dangerous activist types who go around threatening a Pacific life, a nerd wallet, a, uh, a whatever the other one is. They terrify them into dropping their sponsorship of a program. And and it's it's bullying. It's it and and these people represent practically nobody except the hardest core extremists, and that's what bothers me. And the example online is you have people from uh, surely you've heard of Jordan Peterson, a Canadian uh, neuropsychologist. He's a brilliant speaker. He's absolutely wonderful, and he's absolutely none of the negative things. Uh, the mainstream media or, or social justice warriors have thrown at him. If He's you haven't checked out Jordan Peterson by now, just type his name into YouTube. Listen to any of the gazillion YouTube videos on there right. where he's arguing for an hour about some interesting topic. He's really an interesting guy. Got among the worst voices of any speakers I've ever heard, but really an interesting guy. Well, that's a, to me, that helps. I mean, he doesn't sound like he's trying to sell me a Chevrolet. He just sounds like a, a thinker. But you've I got, want everyone to sound like this. You got Jordan Peterson. You've got Sam Harris, who's a brilliant guy and comes from the left. You have Dave they often uh, speak together. That's right, Dave Rubin. Uh, there's a guy who uh, Carl Benjamin. He, he goes by Sargon of Akkad. Um, but anybody who is a provocative conservative or just a thinker who challenges the extreme left these days. What they're doing now is they are bullying uh, PayPal and Patreon and some other uh, other payment facilitators that I'm not even familiar with, but, you know, it's the web. It changes all the time. But they are bullying them into not taking payments from for any of those people. So these guys can't make a living now. They are literally blocking them from receiving any payments because, and and this is how it works, Jordan Peterson talks to Sam Harris, who talks to another guy, who talked to another guy, who once commented on a guy who is allegedly part of the scary alt-right. And so these bullies convince Patreon and others you can't do business. These people are white supremacists. Jordan Peterson is a white supremacist when the man is a hero. He's a brilliant man and a hero. And, and so now these guys can't make a living. So you've got that brand of incredibly brutal and effective cyber bullying going on. Some of these payment sites, they have the guy's money and they won't release it because, well, we can't be releasing money to white supremacists because that's what we're told they are. So I tell you what, this bullying, man... And and I don't even know who this screed is aimed at. If it's aimed at listeners and and people who relish taking in challenging thought and talk, they're fine with being challenged. They're fine with being offended. They're not going after lefty sites and speakers because they they have the balls to be challenged in what they believe. 
I guess I'm talking to corporations. When somebody calls and threatens a boycott or what have you or, or posts your Facebook page, you just let it go. Let it go. Got it. And, and uh, for the conversation, unless it's truly hateful stuff, which isn't going to ever last in, you know, on, a, on a big media outlet anyway, um, Tucker Carlson having a million people watch him say what he says or a million people watching Rachel Maddow say what she says is not going to destroy the country. Right. How about we have those voices and however many people flock to them or don't? How can it, you argue against that? It, Exactly. The difficulty comes when one side is willing to silence people. And they're clever. I mean, there's nothing more dangerous than a smart person who's misguided because they will use their intelligence to do wrong. And these people are smart and they've figured out, okay, how do we starve Dave Rubin? How do we so harass Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson and and Carl Benjamin so severely that they can't get anything done, that their voices can't be heard, and they spend all day thinking about it and working on it. And and luckily, some of these guys are joining together to try to come up with a payment system, um, a subscriber system that's not, well, that's immune to this sort of bullying, and I hope they succeed. They're editing uh, something out of the intro to the Laverne and Shirley show. I'm watching on all the TV shows as they do a retrospective. I need to oh, tell boys. you what it is. That's no longer acceptable, apparently, in the modern world, even though I saw it as a child every Tuesday night. Pretty funny. <laughs> um, and other things we need to come up with. Yeah, I have more comment on that illegal immigration. The direction I thought the conversation was going to go the week you were gone. You may have missed this. Um, and unfortunately, it, it, it hasn't. Where was deep in the haze of narcotic nightmare, Jack? How many nor- norco are you taking at this point? Handful? Yeah. One every five, four hours. Five, six. The little gin first thing when you wake up. Just to wash it down. Exactly. Disgusting lifestyle. I assume you've got stubble. Lots of stubble. <laughs> Is that your standard? Exactly. Well, yes, I do. Isn't that Nobody with stubble can be trusted. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was reported recently that Prince Harry will opt out of the royal family's annual pheasant shoot due to his wife Meghan Markle's love of animals. Said Queen Elizabeth, oh, you misunderstood, we're shooting peasants. Oh, wow. Um... Thanks for joining us. So uh, one follow-up on the whole Tucker Carlson thing, and I'll tell you a direction I wish, and just a short one, we'll move on from this, Uh, a direction I wish we'd go with the illegal immigration conversation, and Tucker Carlson touched on it a week or so ago when he had a guest on, a prominent person of the left, Uh, she's a writer, thinker, writes articles, that sort of stuff, writes books, Um, who is anti-illegal immigration because of the way it hurts lower-income people in the United States. Same argument that Bernie Sanders regularly makes about the troubles with illegal immigration. That's the direction. Cesar Chavez, who, of course, is elevated above Thomas Jefferson and George Washington in, for instance, California schools. He believed the same thing. I mean, I'm not 
Tucker Carlson doesn't care what I think, but I wish he'd go more that direction, and I wish more conversations would go that direction, where the people on the right who hate legal immigration and the people on the left that are being honest, like a Bernie Sanders and this writer whose name I can't think of, um, who say, look, you're you're hurting poor Americans with illegal immigration. You're damaging minorities and poor white people in America with illegal immigration. That's this This is the problem, and... I think that's where you could make some real headway. And by the way, most people, you know, average people understand that for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a sort of self-evident economics. You don't even need to teach people that, you know, if I've got a guy in my, uh, you know, at my ball game, at my uh, softball game, selling bottled water for 10 bucks a bottle, and then three other people show up selling bottled water, there's no way I'm paying 10 bucks. Hooray for me, the price just dropped. Labor works the same way, and people understand that. Hey, did you know that you can get an app for your iPhone that will read the decibel count, how loud it is wherever you are? I actually had heard about that, yeah. I've not done it. I'm going to get that. Um, got an article here in the San Francisco Chronicle. This is this is something I've been complaining about for years. My my poor family is, is, has heard me talk about it. How loud damn danged restaurants are. In the oh, modern yeah. world, oh, they used to be quiet. Somebody, just, somebody figured out that noise triggers that part of your brain that get, you know gets adrenaline going or makes it seem exciting, and so they decided to make restaurants louder. They went out of their ways to you know more hard surfaces and everything like that. Yikes! The, the I clanging hate in the kitchen and all that sort of stuff. You know, super popular. Mm. Um, and uh, they went around with this decibel meter and found that there are a lot of restaurants that are well into the this isn't good for your hearing zone. Certainly, if you're going to sit there for an hour and a half, two hours, like people often do on a night out. Um, right. Restaurants are up around 80 decibels, which is loud enough to cause hearing loss if you spend a lot of time there. Yeah, that's one of the most interesting things about hearing loss that I've learned through the years is that it's, uh, it's uh, intensity, it's level of noise times duration. That really matters. I mean, it. If you walk in and out of a loud room, you're you're fine and dandy. But if you stay in that same level of noise for a long time, it can really hurt your hearing. But this is a, an article, as I said, in the San Francisco Chronicle, and this is it, it. Pictures all like hipsters here going around and doing this. So I'd love it if it becomes a a cool hipster thing to to not want really noisy restaurants. God, we I won't mention the name of a restaurant because it's a chain. Went there with a the family the other night. It was so dang loud in there. Yeah, I mean, you could be, you know you got the, the the dishes clanging together, crash, 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 and everything. Oh my gosh, who wants that? Well, hopefully with these decibel meters, fewer of us. I would love. Yeah, that. I I can't imagine how it got going. Of course, you know I've uh, well anyway. Uh, I'm with you on this. So to get back just briefly to the discussion, well, less of illegal immigration or any specific issue than the the tactics of the bullies. Whether it be trying to get Tucker Carlson's uh, advertisers to pull or what I was describing before, how the payment services are being bullied into not servicing some of the most important thinkers of our time, either because they themselves, some of the people, this may shock you, from Silicon Valley are soft-headed social justice warriors who lack the capacity for rational thought, but they're bullied in some cases they're just bullied into it through the the weaseliest of weasel words and and vague phrases like you know uh, Joe Jones or or you know Jordan Peterson he's been uh, associated with or linked to advocates for white supremacy anytime you hear those phrases know you're being jobbed know you're being defrauded for instance 
every slightly liberal person knows a very liberal person who knows a socialist who knows a, a member of Antifa. But if I hear somebody say, you know, I voted for Hillary, I'm not going to go around saying, you know, she's been linked to Antifa. Because that's an awful, dishonest, bullying tactic. Don't fall for it. What's coming up near news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we could see a breakthrough in the wall brawl. Elon Musk unveils his underground transportation tunnel to rather mixed reviews. Okay. Well, you know. Uh, Uh, A lot of people love what he's doing. A lot of people hate it. Keep that in mind. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up, we'll get to the top band names of the year on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a listener that compiles that for us. Ah, yes, yes, which we appreciate very much. Speaking of appreciating things, I would like to uh, wish my beautiful wife, uh, Judy, a happy birthday. Uh, To uh, describe her as the love of my life is uh, wholly insufficient. The mother of my children, my my wine-drinking buddy, and and the rest of it. Uh, Happy birthday, babe. Uh, I tell you what, while I was lying there for most of a week recovering from surgery, more or less helpless uh, and and hazy with narcotics and in a significant amount of pain, the thought I had most often was how lucky I am uh, that, you know, that she was there helping me and, you know, caring for me and the rest of it. Um, and just, you know, and, and granted, that was a particularly pathetic circumstance, but... Happens to a lot of people, though, and if you don't have somebody, you know, you're, you're, you're tied in with a partnership, it'd oh, be very difficult. It'd be not enormously, impossible. enormously difficult, yeah. And, and so much of life is like that. So, you know, it's, this is more of an expression of gratitude for the fact that she's alive and with me, but, um, you know, it's a, a happy birthday, darling. Can't tell you enough how much I love you. Need to talk to her parents about how they handled Christmas with a kid with a birthday that close to Christmas because it's a. There's that. Yes. It does make things difficult. Yes. To not short them on their birthday. Yeah. At the same time, while not ending up with, okay, I got a bunch of big stuff. Now, a couple days later, I get a bunch of more big stuff. It's just it really isn't that. You well, know. and if it's a little kid, they want a, they want a toy truck and a transformer right. and a Nerf gun. That's no problem. Yeah. But with an adult, it's like, oh, you, okay, I finally came up with something. Wait a minute. Six days later. Yeah. Uh, News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the wall brawl may be winding down this morning. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he's going to introduce a stopgap measure to continue funding the government until February 8th to avert a partial government shutdown. Shut it down! This is my favorite. I talked about this last week when Chuck Schumer was the adult in the room. Let's just agree to a CR. Continuing resolution <laughs> that will continue the gov- government occupation. And so the adult in the room, sometimes it's a Democrat, sometimes yeah. it's a Republican, depending on the issue, is always the person that says, let's not deal with Social Security, national debt, illegal immigration. Let's just continue to operate as we have. And everybody hails that, what a great idea, adult in the room. Compromise. Let's, it's a compromise <laughs> that we're going to kick the can down the road again. What about the kids? What about the grandkids? And, oh, another radical. Yeah, no, the adult in the room right. says, let's just keep doing nothing with major problems and, and put it off. Al McConnell's calling it a simple measure to show that Republicans are governing and that the Senate will vote on it today. Yeah, All right. I, uh, I, I, I tire of that. Yeah. I tire.
tire of the kicking the can down the road. And then and then putting off these decisions. Again, whether it's national debt, because sometimes it's that, do we raise the debt ceiling and the government shutdown? But whatever it is, of waiting until you get to the government's going to run out of money and you got to shut it down before you start talking about it. How immature is that? That's waiting until your credit card bill is past due 90 days right. before you discuss how we're going to pay it. I mean, it's just you're a moron if you do that. Meanwhile, they do nothing about long-term spending problems. They right. do nothing about comprehensive immigration reform. They do nothing about infrastructure. They do nothing about nothing, which explains why they spend so much time and energy trying to whip you up to hate the other side come election time what else is going to get you to the polls gratitude and 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 love for everything that's been accomplished i I will grant you the economy's humming along pretty well don't don't take a look at your 401k it'll come back meanwhile elon musk has unveiled his underground transportation tunnel allowing reporters and invited guests to take some of the first rides ever on the tech entrepreneur's Revolution in moving people around cities. And I mean, what, what, what I think this really amounts to is, is an actual solution to the soul-crushing burden of traffic. Now, guess, Boris, the soul-crushing burden of traffic. Guess, That's what I love about Elon. He's half an engineer and half a, a poet, half an artist, because it is soul-crushing. Guess got on board a Tesla that was lowered into the tunnel and sent through the tunnel just over a mile long under the SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne, California. The L.A. Times review. I'm looking at the video. It looks like a car driving through a tunnel. Yeah. So, essentially, the the cars get lowered in. There are kind of skates that are attached to the wheels that kind of keep you on the rails. Very similar to, like... Will I be in the car when this is doing this, or is it... Okay. Yeah. uh, Very similar to think of, like, uh, the the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride style of... You're you're in the car, but you're not really controlling it. It's just kind of going along on the <laughs> side. When you're a little kid if and you're I at could. the fair and you're trying to turn the steering wheel on your yeah. little Jeep and nothing's yeah. happening. If, uh, that that is an absolutely hilarious illustration. But if I might eliminate the need for many many syllables, it's a train, but the cars are the cars. You're hooked up to a train and, and cars. And so why are they doing this? I lost the thread of it. So why is the car going in a tunnel to transport it around? As opposed to the road? Uh, eventually, the the projected goal of the speed is you'll be able to do this at 155 miles an hour. Right. This test wasn't anywhere close to those top speeds, right. uh, partly because it's only a mile-long track. Right. right. Um, and you won't have to pave over you know, prime real estate for roads as much or belch filth into the sky. Huh. But if it's just all the still the same number of people, I guess you're just doubling or you know you're increasing the amount of roads that people are driving on. But I don't necessarily see how this avoids traffic. Once you get enough people using this, then these just become traffic clogged. I, is is my vision? Well, they're going faster and they control it, so you wouldn't have right. any uh, you know bottlenecks and stuff, I suppose. But it's interesting that the idea is we continue to have our car. He just instead of driving him, somebody pulls it really fast. It's just kind of an interesting idea. L.A. Times review quote: "Not a smooth ride." They say the Tesla reached a top speed of fifty-three miles an hour on this one and had to be actually driven by an employee. Well, that's an unfair criticism. Well, yeah. It was one mile of track. Yeah. Well, there you go. Also, side note about the Mister Toad's Wild Ride thing: it's weird that that's a children's ride about a guy who dies drunk driving. Right? <laughs> Okay, I'm just watching the artist's yeah. rendering of what it will look like so, in the future. So those full pallets that the cars are on in this didn't; those weren't in this in yeah, this demonstration. Right. So you'll drive your car onto a pallet, and it'll be pulled through a tunnel really fast, but it will still be cars. Okay. All right, want to run this down very quickly? The Forbes 2018 list of the wealthiest celebrities in America just released 
from the ninth to the most wealthy. Actually, we got a couple of ties here, so it's ten. Author James Patterson, Tiger Woods, both tied for ninth place with eight hundred million dollars. Then you got Diddy. James Patterson hiring other people to write books, and he puts his name on it. That's a good scam. Then you got Diddy with eight hundred and fifty million. Seventh wealthiest celeb illusionist David Copperfield at eight hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Wow. Tied for fifth place, you've got uh, TV reality star and makeup mogul Kylie Jenner and rapper Jay Z. They have Kylie Jenner has as much money as Jay Z. Yes. Wow. And in fourth place, fourth place goes to former NBA star Michael Jordan, one point seven billion dollars. It's a Hitler mustache. He is now partial owner of an NBA franchise. Yeah. That's where a lot of his current revenue I, comes I from. I think you just made yourself part of the alt-right. Anyway. <laughs> third, third richest, Oprah, with almost uh, $3 billion. Second place goes to the man who just had a birthday, Steven Spielberg. He's worth almost $4 billion. And the richest celebrity in America this year, a man I have a history with, Star Wars filmmaker George Lucas, $5.5 billion. Richest celebrity is George Lucas. Yes. Because of the Star Wars stuff? Star Wars stuff and selling off yeah. a bunch of it to Disney. Yeah, he sold it all off for a giant cash thing, so he's just yeah. sitting on mountains of money right now. <laughs> a man who, if he's listening, remembers that I had dinner with him some years ago when we were in Lake Tahoe to see Linda Ronstadt. Well, and you were briefly uh, cast as Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> wow. Uh, and didn't you before. date his sister, George Lucas' sister? <laughs> no, nah, not George Lucas's sister. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, and I'm strong. You've got it all mixed up. The conscience of the nation. <laughs> Did you and George Lucas have some uh, drinks? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we yeah, sat and watched the show and uh, chatted. Lightsabers. Where'd you come up with that? Uh, I, that I sort of conversation? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he pretty much just uh, ate quietly. So what is a Wookiee? Yeah. He just ate quietly. I, I don't know. It's half a bear and half a dog. <laughs> yeah. right? I don't know. Lightsabers are like flashlights. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I should get back to my room. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. I was told there was going to be a guest list. <laughs> right. right. How'd you get in here? <laughs> uh, so we got the band names we'll hit you with. We've got, uh, boy, I want to hear, I guess, how uh, how Mitch McConnell's putting an end to the wall drama. I have a feeling I'm not going to be happy about it as it doesn't deal with illegal immigration. Of but, course not. Right. doesn't uh, deal with the budget. Right. <laughs> Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so There is news about former CBS chairman and reason we all have to go through a sensitivity training. Les Moonves. You'll recall that Moonves left CBS after allegations of sexual harassment and assault. CBS investigated the claims and determined that Les Moonves will not receive his $120 million severance. Wait, I, wait hold on. Wait, I, I think our network has the perfect sound effect for this. <laughs> on the bright side, CBS has enough material for a new procedural. NCIS Human Resources. 
So Les Moonves, like Harvey Weinstein, one of those people that nobody would have ever made a joke about back in the day. Just career suicide because they controlled everything. And Les Moonves hired Colbert, actually, you know, personally signed him to the contract. And Colbert feels free to talk about him as a scumbag because he is and everybody knows it. So I'm glad to see that. Yeah. Yeah. The powerful should be taken down for that sort of activity. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I am at least slightly bothered by those who wait until the king is already dead before they stand over him mm. with their sword and if they knew ahead of time and f- pose for pictures. I yeah. don't know. To, I don't have any idea to what extent uh, Colbert or anybody else knew of Les Moonves. We we do know that everybody knew about Harvey Weinstein, but right, right. So uh, during the last show of the year, we usually get to the uh, all the band names we came up with on the show. Whenever a particularly intriguing phrase that make a band a great band name comes up, we'll we'll make note of it, and then Mary in the Ho uh, compiles them for us just because she's fabulous. That's amazing. And, and we'll get to those uh, during the last show of the year. Not only the band names, but uh, the album titles, book titles. Our original air names, which mm-hmm. include vitriol and hyperbole, repugnant and soul deadening, <laughs> and disturbing and troubling. Um, right. And then a bunch of uh, miscellaneous uh, shows and titles. And Oh, and also... When we were disturbing and troubling, that's when we wore matching outfits with straw hats. <laughs> that's right. And did a lot of interpretive dance. Uh, and plus, for the second year in a row... There has been enough material to include on the list things Jack has never had nor done. (laughs) Things old, simple Jack has not experienced. (laughs) Yes, I look forward to that on Friday's show. Uh, Coming up in about a half an hour, we're going to talk to a Washington Post reporter about this. It's being hailed as a big deal because it's bipartisan uh, criminal justice reform. And I want to find out exactly what's in there. There there are people on the right and the left screaming and yelling about uh, why it's bad. Um, But it did pass with bipartisan support. and The president's going to sign it. Yeah, 87 to 12, which is astounding. And it's so hard to know. Uh, You never I mean, it's. Practically impossible to take any politician seriously when they're telling you what they think of a big, complex bill. Because you know they're just posturing for the home folks. And and it could be that a lot of politicians, as they're saying, this is, it's soft on crime, are actually thinking, you know, it's actually pretty good reform, but it's too complicated for me to explain, and I don't want to get primaried. So I'm going to yell it's soft on crime. And, you know. And they don't think that at all. Maybe I'm not saying they don't in this case, but they might not. Um, And in Corruptifornia, there have been a number of uh, uh, propositions passed recently that are alleged criminal justice reform, which have been absolutely nightmares for public safety. The terrible ideas they were they were they were making crime legal and decriminalizing criminal activity, masquerading as some sort of compassion and reform. They've been terrible. Well, I saw one Republican Senator Cotton, I believe it was him, saying, well, if you like criminals on the street, you're going to like this legislation. He was a no vote. He's been hitting the child molesters. If you like child molesters released early, you'll enjoy this. And and his uh, colleague Tim Scott just said, well, fear-mongering is as old as politics. Um, And I don't know which one is, is telling the truth. As for Joe and I, there's nothing we won't try. Never heard the word impossible. This time, there's no stopping us. We're going to do it. That's my tip of the cat to Laverne and Shirley in the midst of the conversation. Fabulous. <laughs> Shamil Shamazel. Two uh, 
uh, two peripheral characters on Happy Days got their yeah. own spinoff. Yeah, and within a couple of years, it was the number one show in America. Right. Then, Indeed. it was at NBC that had Laverne and Shirley. NBC, CBS, doesn't make any difference. Uh, then, some genius decided, you know what? This whole being uh, working at a plant in Milwaukee, you know, we're number one with this. But how much better would it be if they lived in Burbank and they worked at a department store? So they moved to the show. Uh, with a completely different uh, whole setting and thing like that, and it tanked in the ratings and was never the same again. Well, I have a, a feeling move. it was. I, I have a feeling it was getting wobbly. Mm. Usually, they do something like that because well, that was they a bad idea, regardless. Ratings slipping. We'll move them to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So here's a twenty-seven. Hey, Jack, yes, you said they are editing something out of the intro. Oh yeah, I'll get to that later. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll get uh, get to it later. Mm. Yes, because I'd forgotten about that myself. Mm. Stay tuned for that. We're doing it our way. Okay. Never heard the word impossible. All right. You got to get out more. So here's a 27-year-old Montana man. He was out target shooting. Uh, He was setting up some targets when all of a sudden the bullets started flying at him. Uh, And uh, according to this gentleman, the 27-year-old who was almost killed, um, well, what happened was bullets were whizzing by him, bouncing at his feet. He said he ran behind trees for cover, eventually confronted the shooter, who was driving a, a pickup truck. He said, what are you doing, you maniac? What are you doing? You're going to kill me. And the victim told the shooter, and I quote, I thought you were Bigfoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm not Bigfoot. And then he said, and, and, and this is a bit nonsensical, but what else do you expect from a guy who like squeezes off shots if he thinks a dude is Bigfoot? Wow! And I don't if just because. Don't, and if you do see Bigfoot, you're not. It's not required that you kill it. <laughs> if you do see Bigfoot, it's, you don't have to shoot it. <laughs> right? How about hey, you track yeah, beautiful it? Beautiful hair. Watch it or report it to your local sure, zoo. Sure, it'd, it'd be pretty amazing. This is a beast that people have been looking for for a very long time. I want to kill it's it. A, it's a mammal undiscovered. You don't have to kill it. Well, and when the almost victim said, "Dude, I'm just, I'm, sh- I'm doing target practice out here. I'm just, I'm shooting," and the vi- the shooter told him, "I don't target practice, but if I see something that looks like Bigfoot, I just shoot at it." Gotcha. <laughs> Good one, Clem. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good we'll to get, have a we'll, policy. We'll get into the criminal justice reform coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.